things that you're doing, even in this church, even through your people, Lord. We acknowledge your greatness. And we do worship you tonight, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way doing this teaching. Speak to your people, I pray. Reveal to us Jesus in a greater light. And cause your people, I pray, Lord, to receive all of your fullness. Most of all, King Jesus, be glorified in all that we do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I heard the Lord uh, while all the uh, testimonies were going on. And he said that uh, the whole creation groans and travails even until now. Waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. We are in those days where the manifestation of God's sons is going to be evident. The uh, testimony that we heard tonight is going to be commonplace in this church and even in the world as the church gets a revelation of our risen Savior and our place in him and the victory of his cross and the fullness of that victory. And God wants to do things through us that our natural minds may uh, reject at times. But uh, the scripture has <laughs> the scripture has uh, been written that Jesus is going to do miracles and signs and wonders through his church. Uh, I want to begin tonight in Romans chapter 8, verse 32. And I want you to get a hold of uh, what God wants to say tonight. I'm not going to preach long tonight, but I am going to preach strong. Amen. He that spared not his own son, talking about God the Father, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If God did not hold back Jesus, if he did not hold back heaven's best, There's no reason that he wouldn't give us the all things. It's God's will that we experience his very best. And we shouldn't settle for anything less. Our inheritance that we share with Jesus Christ is ours to enjoy and to experience in this dispensation. In the church age. God is trying to get us to understand. That because we're in Christ. We can experience his fullness. Which is his perfect will for us. 
We are six months into uh, our crossover. Amen. Here at the Ark Fellowship. We're six months into it. And it's the will of God that, uh, and I confess this, it's the will of God that we all cross over. Every last one of us. Nobody's going to be left behind. We're all going to experience the destiny that God has upon our lives. God wants to uh, bless us abundantly with more of his grace, more of his favor. And why, why, why does he want that? So that we can share that with the world. So that they can find out what we know. So they, they can experience what we have. Um, that crossover is going to uh, entail a lot of things. Part of that was Pastor Preston and Megan's testimony tonight. The healing virtue of the Lord Jesus Christ manifested in the medical center and uh, confounding the wise. The very power of God released in the earth through his church. This is the will of God for us, and we're crossing over in every area, not just in healings, but financial prosperity. The wealth of the wicked has been laid up for the just, because the just know what to do with the money. Amen. And to preach the gospel with it, to let people know that Jesus Christ is alive and well. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I mean, we see that in evidence tonight. I, I just got so excited when I heard that testimony. Uh, we got a great God and we serve a great God. But uh, we have to believe the promises that God truly wants to freely give us all things. We need to take that in, believe it, embrace it, and not back down. When challenges come, and they're going to come, you know, the devil, he's going to try us. He's going to test us. He's going to try to cause us to back down. But uh, the promises are still the promises. You know, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 1 and 19 says, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. You're obedient because you're here on a Wednesday night. The question is, are you willing? Are you willing to believe the promises? Are you willing to believe the, uh, the inheritance and receive the totality of it? A lot of times what we think uh, God has planned for us is when we get to heaven. And there are going to be great things over there in heaven, obviously. But there's some things that God wants us to experience right now. The church is going to get a revelation of that. And here at the Ark Fellowship and the Ark Praise Center in Calvert, we're going to be experiencing that as we cross over. The next six months are going to be very critical in our apprehension of these things that I'm talking about. Because the devil doesn't want us to receive those things. But uh, we just found out tonight through, those, through that testimony that the devil is under our feet. He's a defeated foe. 
He knows he's defeated, but he doesn't want us to know that he's defeated. But as the light shines, as the revelation of the, our risen Savior shines in our hearts and our inheritance with him, we are going to start experiencing more and more of the glory. But you've got to expect it, and you've got to be willing to believe what the Holy Spirit tells you. The Bible says that, uh, and this is what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, that he would take of his and show it to you. The Holy Spirit's ministry is to take those things that belong to Jesus and then to show it to us. Now the problem with that is most of the time when the Holy Spirit begins to do that, and he will do that, he'll speak to you, a lot of times we will because those, those things that he shows us that belong to Jesus, we will, because of condemnation, not receive those things. But the Bible says that uh, the secret things belong to the Lord, but everything that's revealed belongs to the sons of men. So when the Holy Spirit shows you these things, that he wants to take you to another level of living, that he wants to, you to experience this manifestation of, son, of sonship in the earth. Believe what he says and receive what he says, no matter what it sounds like to your natural mind. God may tell some of you that uh, he wants you to be a millionaire in the coming future. Not a millionaire in the world's way, but a millionaire in the kingdom of God in terms of dispensing goods, hallelujah, for the glory of God. God may tell some of you he wants you to open a business and be a businessman or a businesswoman. And that in, in the past that hadn't even crossed your mind. But now God wants you, you to do this by the power of God and by the Spirit of God. So whatever he speaks to you, God may, may tell you, uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in the near future, he wants you to uh, begin a worldwide ministry. Don't limit God. Whatever God speaks to you, whatever the Holy Spirit shows you, embrace it and believe it. Because he can do it through you. Hallelujah. So it's, it's important for us to be willing to believe the promises. Now, there's a principle that I want you to see in terms of our conquests in these areas that you have to understand. And John chapter 10, verse 10, talks about that. John 10, verse 10. The Bible says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief is the devil. Jesus says, But I'm come that they might have life, this very Zoe life of God, the, the life that God himself enjoys. That's just not normal, regular, everyday life. That, that life is not available to people who are not born again. This is a, an abundant life that we're talking about tonight. I'm coming that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Now, the thief 
who is the devil, he wants to keep us away from the inheritance. He does not want you to experience the inheritance. He wants to steal it. That's what he does. Okay? But the Bible goes on to say about the thief, about any thief, and in principle, this is how this works. In Proverbs 6 and 31, and I'm not going to read it out out loud, but he says that when the thief is found, he's got to return sevenfold everything that he's stolen. Amen. So understand this, that in the spirit realm, everything that the devil has been stealing from you, when you get the revelation and, and, that, and, and that you're willing to receive the benefits of the kingdom, understand that he has to return sevenfold everything that he's stolen. All the help that he's stolen, glory to God. All the prosperity that he's stolen, all the joy that he's stolen, all of, the, all of the, the inheritance that he has stolen from you, he has to return sevenfold within the next six months. Now, you, here, here's what, now, that's what church folk do most of the time. They'll hear that and they don't receive it. God is speaking to you tonight and he's saying you need to receive that which he's showing you tonight. That sevenfold blessing is yours if you'll believe it and if you'll receive it. And if you'll be bold enough to claim it, hallelujah, it's yours. Again, God has freely given us all these things. God, I, you know, I often say this, God is not holding anything back. But he wants us to experience the fullness of our inheritance through Jesus Christ. But it's only going to be received by faith. And by a belief that God wants to be that good to you. Hallelujah. That, this, is what, this is grace what I'm talking about tonight. You know what grace is? Again, uh, it's unmerited favor. And the Bible says that God has abounded this grace toward us. It, it's abounding toward the church. But again, the problem with the, with the church has been that we have not received that abundant grace. Or that abounding grace. We deem these things too, uh, too spiritual for us right now in this life. But when you receive eternal life, you receive the ability to walk in these blessings. And to experience the very best that God has to offer. So what I'm trying to say tonight is don't settle for less than God's best. That devil that's been stealing from you, the next six months, you deem him under your feet. This is the key. You begin to call those things that be not as though they were. You begin to speak the blessing over your own life. You begin to prophesy your future, hallelujah, the next six months. This is a critical point. And God wants us to understand that this is how the transfer is going to take place. It's going to be done by you speaking it out of your mouth in a boldness formed by the Holy Ghost within you. Hallelujah. God has already said that uh, he's in in favor of it. What we have to do is get in agreement with him. 
And I don't know about you, but I've made up my mind, I'm going to get what God has for me. I'm going to experience what God has for me. No matter what I have to go through, I'm going to get where God wants me to be. And not only me, but everybody here is going to get there too. As I said, every, nobody's going to be left behind. But we have to develop this, this mentality of a warrior. We have to develop this mentality of, of a more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Of the line of the tribe of Judah who dwells within us. Hallelujah. An anger at the devil. An anger at the principalities and powers that have held us back. There must be a violent assault upon the kingdom of darkness. Matter of fact, let's go to Matthew 11. Matthew 11. Jesus talks about that. It's all right to be mad at the devil. It's all right to get angry in the spirit. Jesus says this. He says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent, they take it by force. Those who have a, a revelation of what belongs to them, they'll rise up in these days and, and they'll take their inheritance by force. You know, the devil is a spiritual outlaw. He's not going to just give it up because it's the right thing to do. You're going to have to go in now and you're going to have to take what belongs to you in the name of Jesus. If you have to push your plate back for a couple of days, you do that. Whatever you have to do, you do because the Father wants you to sit at the table and dine. Hallelujah. At the beginning of this year, God began to show me, son, you've been eating crumbs. You've been eating crumbs. And he said, you need to stop eating crumbs. And so I began to confess out of my mouth, no more crumbs. No more crumbs. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of prosperity and love. The Bible says that uh, God has prepared a table before us. And most people in the church, sadly say, are sitting down eating crumbs when they could be sitting at the table eating filet mignon. God, again, he's not holding anything back. He's freely given us all things through Jesus Christ. So we have to take a violent stance where sickness and disease is concerned, where poverty is concerned, where fear is concerned, where hopelessness is concerned. This is not our portion Help, healing, prosperity in our finances, freedom from fear, and joy, that's our portion. That's what we must begin to expect and believe for. Even when we see things that are contrary to that. All it is, church, is a smokescreen. And the enemy is trying to use those smoke screens 
to cause us to fear that the promises are, go- are not going to come to pass. But when you know the truth, the truth will make you free. Jesus said you got to know the truth and then the truth will make you free. So stand and having done all, stand when it gets hard. When it doesn't look like it's going to happen, you stand and having done all, stand. Fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. This is a fight we're in. It's not going to just happen automatically, even though in the spirit realm it's already ours. But we have to make that transfer as we engage the enemy in the spirit realm and believe the promises. Now, this is a critical point right here in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. And this is one of the things uh, we've been really endeavoring to teach the people up there in Calvert. And that is uh, we must begin to speak the word of God. I believe I gave you the wrong scripture, brother, but I want Ephesians 6 and 17. Ephesians 6 and 17. It says, And take the helmet of salvation... And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Me and Brother Dave was talking before the service about the Word of God. We're going to have to become obedient with our mouth in terms of speaking the Word. We're going to have to become people who speak the Word only. That's that's such a struggle with the church. Speaking the word only. We're so used to speaking what we feel. We're so used to speaking what we see. We're so used to speaking what the news media is saying. But the sword of the spirit has to be used in this hour. The next six months, God wants to train you along the lines of only speaking his word. No matter how your body feels, speak the word. No matter what your finances look like, speak the word. No matter what your family is experiencing, speak the word only. Hallelujah. This is the sword of the Spirit. This is our weapon. This is our only weapon that God has given us is the word of God. It's the sword of the Spirit. And we need to learn to use it. This is very critical, church, in your experience in this crossover. God's going to take us there. He's going to get us there. But we must uh, work with him in this area of speaking the word. And I know uh, a lot of times, you know, we say, we, like Pastor Goodluck say, we want to be real, you know. I just, I just want to be real. I know what the words say, but I just want to be real. This is a powerful principle, what we're talking about tonight, in terms of speaking the word only. Don't. Go off speaking anything except the word of God. Now, let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. The Apostle Paul and, uh, and, uh, and Timothy were in ministry together. And Paul wanted Timothy to go to the next level in his ministry. In other words, he wanted him to cross over 
into a new level of power and grace. But Timothy was going to have to do something in order to do that. Let's look at verse 5. Timothy was going through a lot of persecution at this point, and he was experiencing a, a level of fear because he was a young minister, and uh, some of the older members of the church were giving him a hard time, him being a young pastor. But it says here in verse 5, Paul's advice to Timothy was this. He says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you. That word unfeigned means genuine. The genuine faith that is in you. Which first, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice. He says, and I'm persuaded that it's in you also. Even though you're experiencing uh, fear, he says, I'm persuaded that it's in you also, even though I don't see much evidence of your faith right now, Timothy, because you're letting the circumstances speak louder than the word. He says, but I'm persuaded that this unfeigned faith is in you, this genuine faith is in you. Then he says here, this is the key to Timothy overcoming this fear. Wherefore, verse 6, wherefore I put you in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God that is in you. That's what some of us are going to have to do in the coming days or in the coming months when the pressure comes, when depression tries to take over, when it doesn't look like anything is happening in the natural. You're going to, and I'm going to have to stir up the very gift of God that's in us. We're going to have to go start praying in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, it's time to pray in the Holy Ghost. It's time to pray in another language. It's time to pray mysteries unto God. I'm so glad I belong to a church that prays in the Spirit. I'm so glad I, I, I fellowship with Holy Ghost folk. Because, you know, it's going to take the power of the Holy Spirit to take us to the next level. Because we're not going to an ordinary place, hallelujah. We're going to a place that has been prepared before the foundation of the world, hallelujah. And we're going to experience some things in these last days, hallelujah, that ordinary folk don't experience. Ordinary churches don't experience. But we're going to have to learn to pray in the Spirit. And y'all Wednesday night people, so I'm not going to get on y'all. But that Friday night prayer meeting that we have, we need to be there. We need to start attending those. Because those prayer meetings are power-packed. Things are going on in the spirit realm uh, that we can't understand. But the more people that are praying at the same time, the more power is released. One should put, can put 1,000 to flight, but two can put 10,000 to flight, you see? Guess what, what about 15 or 20 of us can do? You know what I'm saying? There's power in numbers spiritually. And we need to be praying for each other to get to the other side, for that crossover. I need to be praying for Brother Dave for his crossover, hallelujah. I need to be praying for Brother Doug for his crossover, hallelujah. We pray for one another, and, 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 and the grace of God is even manifested in a greater way because of our selfless prayers, hallelujah. So, so we're going to have to start praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying mysteries under God, groaning and travailing, hallelujah. Nothing wrong with that. 
so, so, so these are some of the things that we're going to have to do if we're going to have, if we're going to experience that crossover. And we are going to experience that crossover. We're all going to get there. That's my confession. We're all going to get there. Say, I'm going to get there. Say, I'm crossing over. Say it like you mean it. Say, I'm crossing over. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, God likes to hear things like that. He likes to hear his children voice their faith. Glory to God. Let's go to Psalms 23. Got about six more minutes. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, Psalms 23. Verse 5. This is in line with what we talked about a minute ago, about eating crumbs and things like that. That crumbs are not our portion. Verse 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Somebody said, well... That's talking about when we get to heaven, you know, we're going to have a table prepared for us. Now, there are no enemies in heaven, so that must be right now. See? I mean, just common sense. There's no, no enemies in heaven, right? So the table must be for me right now. Amen. God is preparing a table before us in the very presence of the principalities and powers who have uh, uh, tried to keep us in bondage. He's prepared a table before us. David says, Thou anointest my head with oil, and that's what I want you to get, and my cup runneth over. Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with that, now. I, I don't know where we get this uh, mindset that, that, you know, that God is angry at us or that he's holding something back. God said, I want your cup to run over. Hallelujah. He wants you to be a city on a hill. Hallelujah. He wants folks to see you blessed. Because I'm going to tell you what that does. It causes people to want him. Yeah, it does. It causes people to want Jesus. When you get to telling them how God blessed your life, it causes them to want what you got. Hallelujah. Or the ones that you got. Hallelujah. The Jesus that you got. Yeah, we're crossing over. I, I, can, I, I can taste it right now. We're we, we crossing over. And it's going to be sweet, hallelujah. Glory to God. 2000, and guess what? I'm prophesying this. 2016 is going to be better than 2015. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. More souls won for the kingdom of God than ever before. That's our portion. That's our portion. So stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. We're going to pray tonight. We want no complicated message tonight. Just want to get you stirred up and have an anticipation for the next few months of what God is about to do. And don't be afraid to give these testimonies. <laughs> when God starts blessing your life, don't be afraid to give these testimonies. Glory to God. And then we're going we're gonna to have more and more testimonies like Pastor Preston and Pastor Megan's testimony. Father, we thank you tonight. We give you praise. We give you glory for everything that you're doing here at the Ark Fellowship. I thank you, Lord, that your people are going to another level. You're taking them there. They're crossing over, Lord, into the very best that you have to offer, God. 
For you have freely given us all things. You didn't spare Jesus. And you won't hold anything else back. So we worship you tonight. We give you praise tonight. We honor you tonight. We love you tonight, Father. Abba, Father, tonight. We love you. All things are for your glory. All of the blessings, all of the crossovers for your glory, Jesus. You are our great teacher and our master. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you.